Hey, this is Bradley Weber, and I'm super pumped that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Release City family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on our social media platforms at Release City Church or on our website at releasecitychurch.org. There, you can stay connected with what's happening within the ministry, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with other Release City family around the world. Now, I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you to run your race and become all that God is calling you to be. Now, let's jump into today's message. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, say, I just got a feeling this message is for you. <laughs> now look at him and go, I'm just kidding. It's really for me. So, so today we're going to be kicking off this new collection of talks. And I understand that this, uh, we're, we're wrapping up on the number of Sundays that we have in this year. So that means we'll carry it on into 2022. But I've titled this message simply Wide Awake. Everybody say Wide Awake. Go with me to the book of Exodus. That's the um, Old Testament book of Exodus chapter 3. And as you're turning there, I'll give you just a little story about Wide Awake. Um, one night last week in the middle of the night, um, we were fast asleep because we go to bed really, really early in my house and because we get up really, really early. And we have two dogs. One is a 100-pound golden doodle who has the bark of a Rottweiler and um, Cooper bless his heart, he just, he's like Chihuahua. He's like the Chiquito Taco Bell. He's like, he's like that little, (laughs) I know, I'm picking on mama's dog. See, I made my dog sound real ferocious, right? Anyway, in the middle of the night, we are fast asleep, and all of a sudden, Dexter goes off barking, and Cooper, and they're running, and the only time they bark is if they see somebody pass by, or if somebody comes to the door. That's when they bark like that. So, you're waking up in the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden, our ring goes off, our doorbell, and so Amy's up, and we're all meeting in the kitchen, and we're like, what do we do? And so, so my parents' door, they have this, it's, it's like a stained glass door, so you can see through figures. And I'm standing there, and I can see there is a figure. It's 1230 at night, almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Why are you knocking on? I was like, Blaine, go to bed. It wasn't Blaine. Blaine's my next-door neighbor. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here. I might have messed up. That was just a funny Blaine. Just let that lie right there. <laughs> I may never get the message back. Okay. And so, and so, so there is clearly somebody standing at the edge of, edge of our sidewalk. And I was like, I told Amy, I'm, she's looking, and I'm looking. I'm like, there's somebody. Out. And we wide awake by the, I mean, I'm fast asleep, but now I'm wide awake. And so I go and I look out and there's two cruisers from Chiefland's Finest, Chiefland Police Department sitting in my driveway with no blue lights, just the red light, and homies standing right here watching back up, and then I got somebody standing at the door, and they ring the doorbell again, and, and I'm just in my, 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 um, my bedtime attire, which is some shorts and no shirt, because that's just how I roll, and so I, and so, and so I, I, got, <laughs> I got confused right there, and, and so I opened the door, and I'm like, yes, and he's like, um, is Casey in there? I said, there's no Casey here. This is the Weber residence. And he said, um, okay, thank you. And he turns around and walks away. And I'm standing there going, this got to be a mistake. Then I go back 
to the bed, and, and Ansley's like, she's, she's out there now with us, and she's like, what's going on? Amy, she's like, where are you going with this story? I know. And so I'm wide awake. So finally, we, we get everybody, and I'm, I'm actually on the Ring app trying to see really what, was, what had taken place before I opened the door because I didn't know. So I go back to bed, and I, I'm wide awake because the popo done been up at my house, and I don't know what's going on. And so I'm like, and then I, and then I remember all these movies, and I thought, that I've watched, and I was like, I just went to the door. I didn't acknowledge. I didn't ask for verification. All I saw was the big vest that said police. I mean, it could have been anybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this day and age, it could have been anybody. Because why is the police coming to my house? Adam hires. Why are they coming? It wasn't his crew. Why are they coming to my house? I was wide awake. And it, and it led me to this, how we should be in our walk with Christ because my senses were so in tune to everything at that point. I could not go back to sleep. I didn't know, do I need to call the, 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 the police department and find out, like, is there something, I, is, is Casey in my backyard? Is Casey, you know, hunkered down in the pool out back because they ain't got no water in it? Who's Casey? I'm wide awake. So I call the next day. I still don't know who Casey is. Though they couldn't even track my address that there was somebody who was supposed to be there. Why there? Nobody knows why two of the police department were at my house. But nevertheless, I was wide, wide awake. And the same is true for we should be, we should come out of church and out of after every message. As a matter of fact, after every time that we've been in God's presence, whether it's in this house or in your home in the mornings or afternoon, whenever you spend your quiet time with God, maybe it's on your, your journey or travel to work, that we become so sensitized to that we're wide awake and are, we're sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do through us on any given day. Are you there yet? Exodus chapter 3. Beginning with verse 1 says this, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. Everybody say father-in-law. He was the priest of Midian. That's Jethro. He, he led the flock, Moses led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. Everybody say the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire. A lot of y'all are going to recognize this story. The angel of the Lord appeared to him, Moses, in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning? I must go and see it. Verse 4, when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look... God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. I just thought that this morning when I was rereading this, this past portion of the, of the passage that sometimes it takes us getting closer to what God is doing in order for us to hear his voice. It takes us getting closer to what he's, he's trying to draw us to that before he will actually ever have a conversation. You could see what God was doing, but you act, he, couldn't, he didn't speak out until Moses began to get closer. And then God said, do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, this is a very familiar passage 
of Scripture. And to me, it's, it's very interesting because a lot of times there's been questions around this story. How many have ever heard this story before? The burning bush? Remember that vacation Bible school flannel board um, explanation there? And, and, and so there's a phrase in this story that we've adopted in our church culture because we like to, we like to adopt things. I'm blessed and highly favored, and that's great. I'm glad that you are. And then we, we say things like, um, I've had that burning bush experience. And what that means is, what we're trying to translate, because when you say that to somebody who's lost, they're like a burning bush. I'm not coming around you. Please put the matches down. Put the matches down. Right? We, let me just say that. We, we got to be careful that we don't get into this Christianese, because we'll do more damage to lost people because we're trying to impress them with our Christianese lingo. I'm, I am blessed and highly favored. So if you say that, I'm not knocking on you. But I'm just saying, man, I'm just, I'm a follower of Christ. He loves me like I am. I'm, I'm jacked up. I still make jacked up decisions. And he chooses to use me in spite of me. And he will use you in spite of you. And so, so we say this burning bush moment and we use the phrase to express a moment in our life where we experience something unique or a unique moment with God. And it's the moment where God maybe puts things into perspective and, and we, we did draw a little close and we heard his voice. And so, bless God, we should have moments with him like that all the time. I want him to be setting everything ablaze. Light it up. Yes, yes, amen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> A lot of times, if we're honest, we go through life almost like we're crawling in the dark. It's like we need that burning bush experience. We need something to draw us. Because, because I don't know about you, but I, I need help in relationships. I'm not talking about, uh, yeah, I need help in, I mean, because me left on my own without Jesus, I'm, I'm a jacked up husband. I'm a jacked up, I'm a jacked up daddy without Jesus. And I need him. I need him to, na- I, I, maybe you're single here today and you're saying, I need him to help me navigate relationships or, or, or in your work relationships. Is, is this relationship a relationship, God, that I'm supposed to have? Do I, do I, do I, do I spend time with them in a friendship? What, like, the, we should put God in every aspect of our life. Matter of fact, the name of the message, for the, the, the series is Wide Awake, but today we're just, we're, we're drilling down on this point, and that is life with God. Life with, life with God. Not life on occasion include God, but my entire life, including God. I got to figure out my career path. I got to figure out if I'm supposed to stay here. Am I supposed to move my family here? Should, should we put our kids in this school? Should we put them in that school? Should we try to homeschool them? I got to try to figure out health decisions, financial decisions. As many of you know, we're, we're getting ready to go into a, a new year. And, 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 and it's, it's a time where, you know, a lot of us come up with strategies where we need to eat healthier. I mean, I'm on the platform today and they're, they're signaling that my, that I, my shirt's unbuttoned. There's no, there's no secret as to why it is. Because when I sit down, this area right here pushes it out. <laughs> Pastor needs, pastor, pastor needs to, to write some goals for the, for the year. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, praise the Lord. And so, and so, so many of us are, are stepping in. Listen, and I did this last week. I asked how many, how many are, have made goals and not a single hand went up that I saw. 
Many of us are stepping into, getting ready to step into the new year, and we're hoping, just hoping, it'll be a better year than this year. I mean, it can't be any better than, I mean, worse than 2020, right? We're just hoping. But listen, our life should be lived more than just a hope and a prayer. I should be confident in this one thing. That who, he who began a good work in me, he'll be faithful to complete it. And he, as he's completing work in me, he's using me to help others complete the work that he wants. The work he, the work he, not what I think you need to be, but the work that he wants you to be and do in your life. Somebody say wide awake. I think you're wide awake today. Because I feel like I'm just on a different level right now. It may not be spiritual, but it's, I, I feel like there's just, there's some, there's some downloads that are coming and I hope you're, I hope you're, I hope you're ready. Preach it, preach it. Hallelujah. It, it's, it's okay if, if it's, it, it is, it's okay if, if you don't really have, you just, you know, I, I get up in the mornings, pastor, and I, I have my coffee and, and I have my devotional and I spend, that's good, that's good. But I'm not talking about just going through and having a moment with him and then go on the rest of your day. You got your Jesus stuff out of the way and now you're, you know, you're looking up on the version app. How can I get a picture of, of a Bible verse that'd be good for me today? I'm gonna meditate on that and I'm gonna go out throughout my day. No, I'm talking about life with God. I'm talking about driving out of your driveway with God, showing up at work with God, hitting the gas tank on your lunch break with God. Not just God is great, God is good, let me think. That's sometimes, that's the only time we talk to God. And, I, and I'm going to check, check pastor, and they'll, they'll, they'll tell you this is true. There are times even when we go out to eat, life is moving so fast. My prayer is, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your blessings. Blessings for your bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. And it was either you or Ansley. Somebody's like, Daddy, are you scared to pray out loud? No, I'm not. But what is that? That's showing us how fast life is moving. I, I really, I, I've got to make a conscious effort to stop. Because it's not just a thing that I've been trained to do, that, although that's what it's really become. Let me thank him because that's what I'm supposed to do. No, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your blessings. I'm not saying you've got to pray around the world because if you're in a group of people, they're going to be like, dang, this ain't revival. We hungry, homie. <laughs> right? But just have that sincere moment. God, thank you for this food. I don't take it for granted. Have an intentional moment. It's life with God. I think what we're missing out on, because a lot of people would say, when we read this particular passage of Scripture, a lot of people think that this is a moment where Moses discovers discovers that he's standing on holy ground, but I really think it's much deeper than that. I think what we're missing is deeper. I think the ground that Moses was on had, had been holy the whole time. He just didn't know it. Because listen, it's, it's, actually, it is, it's actually an interesting part of this story when you put it all into context because Moses was actually running from God. Moses had just killed somebody. He's a murderer. And, and he's running and he doesn't, now he doesn't think he's worthy. Come on, this is for somebody in here. He, he's made some mistakes and now you, don't, now you don't think you're worthy. You don't think God can show up. But what does God do? In grand fashion, he lights a bush on fire and it's just burning. But it still remains. It's not burning up. That's how I want to be. I want to be on fire, but I don't want to burn out. And I, got a little, I get a lot of flack because I, I pace myself. And I've had this conversation with numerous people this week, even at, at a funeral yesterday. 
I was having a conversation with one of dad's um, uh, former basketball players, and I was talking about pacing. I said, dad taught me so much in life, but he taught me so much through his death because dad carried way too much weight. And it wasn't that people wouldn't step up and help. It's because dad pride him, pride prided himself if that's the correct word in in the challenge he liked the challenge but but listen listen I, I i'm not dad i look a lot like him i got a lot of that this week i say things i talk like him but i've learned through him that god can do more through me when i delegate and i'm actually setting other people forth to do the work of the ministry because i'm not always going to be here my job is to prepare you for what's next pastor b ain't got no 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 plans to go anywhere until he says i gotta go somewhere but my plan is when he says you're done i'm done that's how i'm done that's the one way that dad and I were wired. I, I don't just quit. I, I, this is not a job. <laughs> this is not a career choice or a career path. I don't have a choice. When I said I'm available, that's all God needed to know. I'm just a willing, yielded vessel trying to have a life with God. There's a quote. I'm trying to find it. Here it is, the quote from Elizabeth Browning. She was an American author, I believe is what it was. This is what she said. This is what got me. Listen to this. The earth is crammed with heaven, every common bush of fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. Let me say it again. The earth is crammed. This earth is crammed with heaven. If you don't think God's here and the Holy Spirit is present, let him lift himself from this earth and then let's see the tragedy that strikes. It's a, yes, it's devastating the things that are happening, but if you let the Holy Spirit really remove himself and then, and then check out the, the condition of our lives without him. I'm trying to press on you a little bit. So God is here. He's all around us, but only those who see it will take their shoes off. What does that mean for us? Only those who see it will say, I'm all in. I want in on whatever God wants. What we're doing as a ministry, and we're not in competition with any other church, but what we're doing as a ministry, God has entrusted us to make a difference and an impact. It is blowing my mind what God is doing in a small group of people who have just simply said, I want more of him, and I want my life to reflect Christ as I walk with him and have a life with God. All right, so my, my initial thought off, that, off, that, off of her quote is I want that kind of life. So, so there's, a different way, there's different ways that we, we can do this, and one of the ways is this. It's uh, life, write this down, life from God. There's, it's a couple different ways that we've been taught to live life as a follower of Jesus. Let me say it that way. There's a couple different ways that we've been taught to be a follower of Jesus. The first one is this, life from God. Life from God is the person who comes to God like a cosmic vending machine. I need, I need, they think about God often, excuse me, they don't think about God often except when they need something. I'm broke down on the side of the highway. I got, I got a lawnmower blade in my tire. God, I need you. Help. He didn't answer quick enough, so I called Adam. <laughs> it's important to be connected to the body. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
listen, they don't really pray to God except when they get sick. Oh, me. It's called a life from God. They're just, they're just taking from God. There's another way that we've been taught to be followers of Jesus. It's called life over God. Life over God is kind of the intellectual approach, okay? This is the person who feels like they've got, a, they've, they've got God all figured out and that knows exactly what God is thinking. A lot of churches are in this. A lot of churches are in this right here. They know exactly how God would deal with this certain situation and how God would deal with this certain sin. How, no. We don't know how God would deal with any sin. I'm just thankful for his grace and he's not treating me the way that I need to be treated and the way that I should be disciplined based on my sin. How about you? I'm going to say this. This might get split up into two parts and and we'll do that because I'm not going to keep you here. But you you talk about the, the lady who was caught in adultery. And, and the, 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 the religious people, the people who studied the scroll said that, that the scroll says she should be stoned to death. What do you say? They were trying to catch Jesus. Listen, I, 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 I just, this is just the way that B sees this, okay? I understand what scripture even says about adultery, Amen. right? But, and the scroll said, and that was the only form of governing document said that she should be stoned so guess what he she should have been stoned but jesus said ye without sin cast the first stone so for me to get up here and yes there there are scriptures in the bible that says this 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 and this don't do and these are the these are the consequences but ultimately it's god who decides if he enacts on this he's all authority it's not for me to stand in judgment I'm just trying to say, I got to have life with God. And the more life that I have with God, the less my life will look like me and less like the world and more like Jesus. Life over God. Another one is life under God. Life under God is probably best described as legalism. Life under God is living in constant fear. I've lived there before, growing up in church. Constant fear. Got to dot every I and cross every T. And if I did, if I thought, if I had one bad thought, I got to run back to the altar. Father, I'm so sorry. I don't want to die and go to hell because I know if I was to leave here and you took me, I would go to hell. Oh, God. And there was one more thing. I I just got to make sure I'm living in fear. There's many people living in our city that are so, they're like, I don't want any part of that. That is not the word of God. But the way that I want to talk, ah, I do. I really do. Briefly, the way that I want to, what I want to talk about is life with God. What does life with God look like? If you were to dissect the Bible, this is what it all boils down to. Life, your life with God. God. This life, that's what every scripture in the Bible is about. This life, the life that we're walking in right now, this life with God. We see it in Genesis. It's it's about human life with God. We see it in Genesis where God creates the earth. He creates man and woman. He creates the garden. Why? So he could be with them. The whole purpose is for us to be with God. And that's why the enemy throws everything in our path so that we can be apart from God. 
not be a part, but be a part from God. Genesis 3.8 says, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Last week, I had that noise track playing in here, and it was very hard. Actually, you couldn't even hear my voice. How many of us get so caught up in the world and things going on around us that we can't hear the voice of God? There was no smog in the garden. There was no ha, ha in the garden. It was just chirp. It was just quiet, and they heard God walking. Can you hear God walking? Is he even near you? Are you running from God? We get this idea that it's, 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 it's like no big deal to spend time with God. I'll check in on him on Sunday. He don't need you to check in on him. He needs you to put yourself in a seat so he can do a checkup on you. <laughs> That's why I come in here. God, examine me. I say it all the time. These messages are more for me than they are you. And the, and the more that I'm communicating he's showing me more than he did when i had study time with him and i believe that's because there's something that you need as well come on somebody say amen, amen. make me feel like i'm all up here in a little church by myself there's a guy in the bible named enoch we don't know a lot about him but we do know that he walked with god noah walked with god the Lord, the, we're told that the Lord was with Abraham, that the Lord was, was, uh, was with his son Isaac, and the Lord was with Joseph. Question, is God with you? Is God with you? All the time? He won't, he won't. I, I, I want to make sure I'm communicating this the right way. He won't forsake you, but we have a tendency of walking away from him. I don't feel connected. Amen. Chances are pretty good. You're the only one that moved. Yeah. That's right. Amen. He will leave the 99 to go after you. Come on, brother. But he don't play games. Come on. He does not play games. Especially if you know. <laughs> if you know better. And more responsibility. Amen. To whom much is given, much is required. And when you have more knowledge, there's more required of you to do with that knowledge. Don't let the enemy sift you out. Now listen to me, church. In a few short days, we'll be celebrating one of the most monumental events in human history. When God himself comes to earth to what? To what? Be with us. It's not just so we can dress up and... 30-year-old pastors can dress up as shepherds with fake hair all for generations. So we can have a little... He didn't do it so we can have a little something-something once a year to get excited. No. He sent his son because it was the only way we could be made right. He is the only way. There is no other way. It's Jesus. Always has been and always will be. Matthew, Matthew uh, 123 says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Hallelujah. 
Some of y'all been singing that Celine Dion song for way too long. The devil's been playing it. What song? All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. You don't have to be. The reason you're by yourself is because you chose to be there. You get connected. You stay connected. And you don't move until God says move. We've been given this incredible invitation to live our lives. It's just an invite. Today is an invite to live our lives with God. And now enters Jesus. And we get to see firsthand what this life with God himself in the flesh, what that looked like. Listen, Jesus was with people that nobody else wanted to be with. Jesus was with, he was with the sick, he was with the sinner, he was with the outcast. Jesus wasn't looking for the perfect family with the perfect story. Because if he was, he would be bypassing my house, anybody else. Listen, even his birth was considered non-traditional. I said this a couple Christmases ago. I stood right here and said that God's the birth of God, his God's son was messy. God came in a mess to get to our mess. And he wasn't afraid to get a little dung on him. He was born into it. I don't want to steal my, 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 my thunder for the, 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 the Christmas Eve service, but... Yes, God was with those that were right, but the majority of the time, God was hanging out with people who didn't have it all together. Amen. That's like many of us in this room. I would probably want to just step out on a limb and say 100% of us. Come on, brother. He was with his disciples when they were stuck in a storm. This is what we see, life with God. They, so, so anybody else been through a storm? Anybody can say God was with you? That, that Listen. He was with his disciples in the storm. He was with his disciples when they made promises to him that they could not keep. And he was even with Peter just days after Peter denied him three times. Amen. That's the God we're talking about. Amen. John 15, 15 says this. Oh, I love this. Yes, I am. This is, it's all coming down to this right here. Yes, I am the vine. This is Jesus. And you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Here's Jesus making this staggering claim to his disciples. I can see that. I can see the boys. So, so, so let me get this straight, Jesus. You the vine and we the branches. Do y'all know what a branch does? Absolutely nothing. Think about it. There is no responsibility to a branch other than to stay connected to the vine. If the branch, yes, that fruit does hang, but it's not the responsibility of the branch to produce the fruit. It's the vine. It comes from the seed. Jesus was the seed. Baby Jesus was the seed. So, 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 so it's not my responsibility. So next year, my responsibility isn't to come up with all these fabulous things to say, I got all these things right. No, my full responsibility is to stay connected to the vine. That's what I'm saying. You stay connected to the church. You stay connected to the vine. That's all you got to do. All this other, just stay connected to the vine. Yeah, but I need to learn this. I, I want, yeah, you, you, you can, but you stay connected to the vine. Yeah, but I need to learn more about God in this area. Yes, you do. But, but how are you doing at staying connected? Amen, brother. Everybody wants the fruit, 
but they want a branch. To, they want to. They want to sit out on by the. You can't put fruit on a branch. It's not connected to the vine. I, I want all this fruit in my life, but I don't want to stay connected. Because I've seen it in the church. I want this. I want us to do this. I want us to do this. I can actually take. I can. I can have fruit on me. I can have fruit on me that produced because I was connected to the vine and go, well, this is working out good for me. And then I disconnect from the vine and, and all the nutrients. And guess what happens? The fruit on my vine, then, I mean, on my branch dies. Why? Because I disconnected. People, they get so, they're doing good in church. That's why you're doing good because you're in church. If you disconnect, there'll be no fruit in Jesus' name. You don't like that? Take it up with the word of God. It's straight from his word. Without me, apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. So what's our job this year? As the music softly plays. What's my responsibility? Stay connected. Stay connected. If you've been disconnected for a long time, it's okay. Ain't nobody studying. Ain't nobody got a calendar going, how long you been out? No, you just get back in. Ain't nobody saying sit on the sideline. Ain't nobody saying that. Get back in. The devil is a lie, man. I I, I ain't got no time. I don't know how long my days are numbered and I'm not going to go home today and, and be like, God, I know you were telling me that in my spirit, but I just didn't feel comfortable saying it. I'm not going to sleep tonight not being disobedient to my heavenly father. Everybody say abide. That means to remain. I want to give you a goal to kind of work towards as we prepare to step into 2022. This is your goal. And I really hope after last Sunday, after I showed you dad's goals, and I took those back right back home and I, I, I placed them right back where I found them because I, 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 I'm going to protect those things. Man, you got to protect your goals. Protect your goals. Don't everybody need to know what you got going on? That, 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 car, that, that, poster board was in his office nobody saw that to my knowledge except for dad and maybe maybe robin protect your goals but i'm hoping after the fact that i brought those that some of you i got a text message from from one of you guys afterwards that showed me a picture of their goals set some goals for 2022 but i want to give you a goal today here's the goal here's the idea here's the concept how many moments in my life, write this down just like I'm saying it, how many moments in my life can I feel, fill, F-I-L-L, can I fill with the conscious awareness and surrender to God's presence? How many moments in my life, we're talking about have, being wide awake and having a life with God. How many moments in my life can I fill with the conscious awareness and surrender to God's presence. Actually, surrender comes before, before first anyway. Because if you're not surrendering, you're not going to be consciously aware of nothing. I, I, give, I give God 10 minutes a day, right? At the beginning, that's good. That's good. But I'm talking about something much bigger, much deeper. 
We're not talking about giving God a 10-minute block at the start of a day. We're talking about giving God all of you, all that I am. Why? Because all of the earth is crammed with heaven and every single common bush is a fire with God's presence. So how can I learn to live wide awake to that? How can I live? Adam's going to come and just pray a blessing over us today as a, as a church. How can I live? And we're done. How can I live? Consciously aware. Through a life of surrender, consciously aware of God's presence so that I, I can have life with God. I can have a marriage with God. I can have relationships with my kids with God. That means include God in it. You want a good marriage? Include God in your marriage. You want, you want a marriage on the rocks? Include God in only the parts you feel like you need Him in. In relationships with God. Life with God. As we close, guys... If you're comfortable, can I ask that we do something? Can we all kind of scrunch in and stand with me? I want to I want to pray for each one of us individually, pray for our families. Come in and let's get let's join hands together cuz we all have a different function in the house and we all can rely on one another. I get so many texts from brother Paul, from Bradley, from Cole that just man God knows how to reach you when you're in need of something and he uses other people and this is a family right here you guys are my family I tell Sarah all the time I'm like we see this family more than we see our real family you guys are family if you're comfortable join hands I want to pray over each one of us as we get ready for 2022 father we love you father we thank you for your word this morning wow Wow, what a word. I'm going to go back and listen to it again this week because that's how awesome it was. I text Bradley in the middle of the message. I said, message is fire, and I used a bunch of them fire emojis. What a word from our Father this morning as we get ready for the new year. Lord, I lift each one of us up first as individuals, Father, and I pray, Lord, connect us with the right people this coming year. Protect us in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. Help us to remain cognizant that people are watching us and they're watching how we react and they're watching what we say and they're watching what we do. And I pray that you connect us with the right people in our workplaces, out in the community. Help us stay connected wherever it is that you're calling us, Father, in ministry. Help us stay connected to that and to your word. Open the right doors. Don't let us walk through the wrong ones. Lead us each day, Father. Guide us. Help us to abide in you. Help us to remain wide awake, Father, like someone's knocking on our door in the middle of the night. Help us stay wide awake throughout the entire year of 2022, every day. Help us, help us stay focused on you, Father, and what you're wanting us to do and the impact that you're wanting us to make on other people. Use us. Ansley sang that beautiful song, Yes, I Am Available. Help us stay available, Father, every day. And Lord, as, as singles or as married couples, Father, help us be better husbands. Help us be better wives. 
Help us hear the need of our other one that you've connected us with. In your word, nowhere else does it say you've become one flesh with another person, Father. Help us be, and for the singles, anybody that you're attached to, your family, your kids, your grandkids, help us be what we need to be for them. Change us each and every day through the word on Sunday, through our time with you, through prayer, through our quietness in you, Father. Change us each and every day into that person that we need to be for someone else. And Father, I lift up our kids. Or for those of us that don't have any, maybe grandkids, I lift up them to you, Father. And I pray that you surround them with the right people. Help them be around the right students in school, Father, that are going to propel them in the right direction. Place a hedge of protection on them to everything that they're exposed to, to the behaviors of other people that they might see out in public, to the lyrics of songs that they might hear, Father. I pray, Father, that you just plug their ears and that you plug their minds from the evil that we cannot prevent them from being exposed to, Father, even though we try. I pray that each and every day you protect them, their ears, their minds, their souls. Father, keep them healthy, keep us healthy, and God, we just love you so much. That saying, Father, let us set our goals. Let us shoot for the moon. And if we miss, we'll still be amongst the stars. And we love you, Father. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. And God's people said. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media or head over to our website at releasecitychurch.org and click on the giving link and help us to continue to share the message of Jesus and his hope with the world. God bless you. Have an awesome week.